If you have a goal right now, something you want to accomplish, some area of your life that you want to improve, and you're finding it difficult to actually execute on that, to be consistent with it, to be productive with the time that you have, to manage your time with everything else that you have going on. If this sounds like you, then you need to check out my new premium membership community called Leap Space. Leap Space is a premium online community where I'm going to give you the education, the tools, the systems, the accountability, and the community to accomplish your biggest goals. Whatever they are, whatever area they are in, we are going to help you along this journey. And you're going to take that journey with many other people just like you. So if you want to learn more, head over to www.leapspace.co. That's www.leapspace.co. L-E-A-P-S-P-A-C-E dot C-O. I'll talk to you there. In this episode, I'm going to break down how to define success for yourself. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big changes. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, I want to talk about defining success. Uh, more specifically, I want to tackle this question of how do we define success for ourselves? You know, so many of you listening to this show, you've got goals, you've got things you want to accomplish, you're ambitious, you're trying to be better, trying to do better, trying to be more, trying to be a better version of who you already are. And I love that. That is such an incredible trait that you have. The problem is that for those of us who actively try to improve our lives, there is often no finish line. There's often no understanding of what that success actually is. And as a result of that, the big drawback is that if we do not take the time to define success for ourselves, well one of two things are going to happen. Either somebody else will define what success looks like for us, or we will never actually be able to point to it and say, I accomplished this. Both of those outcomes are bad. If somebody else defines what success is for you, then you will never be able to have whatever it is that you actually want. And in the second outcome, if you aren't able to point to it and say, this is what success is and this is what I accomplished, not only will you not be able to measure it, which, as you know, will reduce the likelihood that you actually do anything and move towards it. But if you do happen to achieve it, you're just going to keep pushing the goalposts. And that's going to lead to this sort of endless cycle of achieving things and achieving things, but never actually taking the time to acknowledge that achievement and never taking the time to congratulate yourself for something that you did well. So how do we do this? How do we break out of this pattern and start to define what success means for ourselves? Well, I have for myself tried to break this down into four very basic steps. Now, step one, is to consider each area of your life. Now, what do I mean by this? 
If you are a longtime listener of this show, if you've been listening for honestly, maybe the last 50 episodes or so, or if you've just gone back and listened to all the episodes, you know that I try to break my content down into what I call the six core areas of your life. So you have your fitness, your nutrition, your finances, your emotional health, your relationships, and your career. I believe that these six core areas represent the biggest contributing factors to our day-to-day life, to the things we experience, to our happiness, and to uh, just what life means to us. And so when I say that you need to consider each area of your life, I mean, don't just do this for one thing. Just because your goal right now is maybe to get a better job does not mean you should neglect all the other areas and not set and define success for yourself there. So when you are trying to define success, sit down with a a pen and paper and just list out the different areas, your fitness, your nutrition, your finances, your career, your relationships, and your personal or emotional health. List those things out and that will ensure that you're considering these things, that you're paying attention to the other areas, even if they aren't necessarily the priority. The biggest advice I can give is to just make sure you are considering all of your life and not just uh, one tiny piece of it. Because ultimately, you'll never be successful or feel successful if you win in one area, but everything else falls apart. Now, step number two is to ask yourself a very simple question. Now, before I give you the question, you have to understand it's simple, but it's very, very difficult to answer. Most people never answer this question for any area of their life, much less all six. So keep that in mind. This is going to be hard. This is going to be a struggle and you just need to keep pushing through it when it does get hard. Ready? So ask yourself this very basic question. What do I want? That's it. That, that's the entire question. But like I said, it's misleading. You hear that question and you think, oh, I can answer that easy. But then when you look at each of those areas and you try to actually answer the question, you're going to struggle. You might have some surface level pop up. You know, maybe the job thing is, oh, I want to get a better job, right? Maybe that's, that's your response. Uh, but I would challenge you to try and go deeper. Well, why do you want to get a better job? And then whatever that answer is, why that? Whatever that answer is, why that? Just keep digging deeper. Try to get to the root of what you actually want, not just the first answer that comes to mind. Because often that first answer, that's just the logic that you're applying to your actions. You know, we we were run on two different systems, one that is emotional and one that is logical. Often we make decisions emotionally. We decide on what we want on based on that emotional system. But then we justify it with logic. Our brain takes in and it's like, oh, well, you know, it's well, for this reason, it's really good. And for that reason, it's really good. I'll tell you a quick story here. So I uh, bought and, and any of you who follow me on Instagram have seen it. I bought this chair that is incredibly comfortable, like super, super uh, comfortable. It's a gaming chair. It's really ugly, though. And so uh, I made an emotional decision to buy this chair before I ever bought this chair. Uh, And what I mean by that is I saw it, I knew that I wanted it, and it, it was just sort of a gut response. I then spent a week not buying the chair, justifying why it made sense. 
I was talking about how ergonomic it was, how it was good for my back when I was sitting and working, how it would help me with this, this and this. And I could focus more because I'd be healthy. Like I was looking for all of these logical reasons, but none of those reasons were why I bought the chair. I bought the chair because I wanted the chair. So similarly, when we try to set success for our lives, we look at things and we're like, oh, I want this. And we don't know why. But then we try to pile on logical stuff on top of it, like, well, I want a better job and I want to make more money and blah, blah, blah. And like those things are fine, but like they're not the deep reason. So try to get down to that deep rooted reason. Now, when we get back, we're going to talk about the last two steps of this process. So stick around. Support for this episode comes from Shaper. For those of you who are trying to grow your professional network, trying to make new friends with similar interests, trying to break into a new career, trying to learn more about other career opportunities and options, Shaper is the app that you need to get. It is 100% free and you can think of it kind of like Tinder, but for professional networking. So it's very straightforward. All you do is you download the app, make an account, fill in your details, which is kind of like your resume, honestly. It's sort of where you work, the skills you have, uh, add a little picture, talk about the things you're interested in, whether or not you're willing to meet for coffee or like who you're trying to meet. And then it matches you with the perfect people. From there, all you have to do is swipe left or right. If there's a match, then you get to have a conversation and decide whether or not you want to take that conversation further. If you want to meet in person, work on a project together, whatever you might want to do. It is such a cool, cool app. I've been using it now for at least two years and I've made some really, really cool connections, had some great conversations as a result of it. In fact, many of the people that I see regularly are people that I met through Shaper. So I highly, highly recommend if you're about to move, if you are just looking to expand your network, if you are trying to um, improve in your professional life, then you need to download Shaper. It's 100% free and you can get more information about it by going to www.gregclunas.com slash connect. That's www.gregclunas.com slash connect. All right. So the third step to defining success for yourself, for your life is to take action. So you've listed out all the different areas of your life that you, that, that matter. You have identified what it is you want in each of them, what success uh, could look like for you. And then you've got to take action. You've got to sit down and do stuff. Now, this can be small stuff. You can take tiny leaps or it can be big, aggressive stuff. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. Your job is just to start moving because that movement is what allows you to start testing. Because here's the big thing with defining success for yourself. It's going to change. What you want today is going to be different than what you want in a week. And it's going to be different than what you want in three years and five years and so on and so forth. And so you need to get actual data, especially because what you think you want might not actually be what you want. So how do you get data? Well, you start taking action. You put things out into the marketplace and you get feedback. And that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with building a business. It's just you take action and you get feedback as to, do I like this? Do I not? Is this moving me forward? Is it not? Is, are, are, like, you, you just get 
so much feedback as a result of actually doing things as opposed to just thinking about things. And so step number three is to take action and make sure you're actually collecting data, doing an audit regularly and paying attention to how you feel as you're doing it. And then step four, the final step here, you just got to repeat step number two and step number three. And I know you're, there's so many people listening to this now that are like, come on, Greg, really? Yeah, I'm, I'm serious. You need to repeat steps two and three. You need to revisit what do I want? Keep answering that question over and over again, because guess what? It's going to change and it's okay for it to change. It's totally fine. Your goals and, and your desires and what success looks like is supposed to change throughout your life because you are changing. And so if you aren't repeating that process and you're setting this same definition of success over a long window of time, but you're still changing as a person, guess what? You're eventually going to get that thing and you're not going to feel that successful because that's not what your definition is anymore. That's not what you actually want anymore. It's just the thing that you wrote down a long time ago. So you've got to repeat that process of auditing what it is you want, asking yourself that question, going through each area of your life, asking the question, finding answers to it that makes sense, digging deeper on those answers. And then you have to take more action that goes in the direction of that new number two, that new, uh, that answer to what it is you want. And then guess what? You take more action. Then you revisit step number two and you ask yourself the question again, and maybe it stays the same. Maybe it shifts. It doesn't matter. You just need to be checking in. So here is the ultimate truth. Defining success for yourself. It's an iterative process. It's one that you just have to keep doing over and over and over again. And that might feel annoying, but honestly, it's more fun that way. Why would you want success to be this static thing that just stays where it was? If that were the case, then that goal of becoming a fireman that you had when you were six would be what success was. And that just, I don't know, maybe it is, but for many of us, we abandoned that goal and then we moved and we grew and we aged and we experienced new things. And then we found that we liked other things. So give yourself the room to change what success means and build the practice of revisiting that question and really starting to think deeply on what it is you actually want on an emotional level, on a secondary system level, as opposed to just on that logical layer. So I hope this was valuable. I hope that this helped you in, in some way. If it did, do me one favor. Who is the one person you can think of who is struggling to answer this question for themselves? Who do you know that needs a little bit of help in defining success for themselves? Do me a favor and just share this episode with them. That would mean the world to me and I'm sure it would help them as well. So give it a share with that single person that you can think of. And with that said, I've been Greg Clunas. Thank you so much for tuning in. Really, really appreciate your time and your attention today. Make sure you click the subscribe button if you haven't already, wherever you are listening to this. That's the best way to make sure you never miss a new episode. And as always, 
remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.